Bibles to Philippians chapter 3 this morning. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 3. And I want to begin reading verse number 7. I preached a message this morning entitled, Give It Up. All right. Philippians chapter 3, verse number 7. It says, But what things were gained to me, I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered all, the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I might win or may win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him, 
and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. And then he says, verse 12, not as though I'd already attained, either already perfect, but I follow after it, that I may, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. And then familiar verse for you, it says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I know a familiar text to you this morning, but hopefully I want to bring out a few things that will help you. Let's pray. Father, bless the time in your word. Use it to encourage us, to strengthen us, challenge us. Father, convict us if needed. <clears throat> and may we just allow your spirit to have his way in our life. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. A lot of times people make New Year's resolutions, right? And we know those resolutions often within a few hours, a few days, <laughs> uh, don't last very long, do they? Came across a few things, and I brought up here uh, on my phone here, but uh, one particular mother made some resolutions, all right? Let me just read a couple of, you, a couple of them to you. Uh, this year I resolved to... Number one, buy jeans that are two sizes bigger so it just looks like I lost weight. <clears throat> uh, here's another one. Lower my cholesterol level by raising my caffeine level. <clears throat> uh, let me find another one here. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't read this one. Well, relax and let go of my overwhelming stress when sharing the road with people who can't manage to get up to the speed limit. <laughs> And then in parentheses, well, either that or mount a missile launcher on the front of my car. <clears throat> Remember that life is short. Appreciate all the little moments and let insignificant things like laundry, pain bills, and cooking go. <clears throat> start, I resolved to start listening to opera and singing along very loudly in an Italian-sounding made-up language when driving my teens and their friends' places in an effort to get out of always having to drive. <clears throat> And again, parentheses, since my listen to 80s music plan backfired on me last year when the kids thought it was retro and cool. So, all right, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you one more here. Uh, in the new year, I resolved to stop texting my kids when they're in another room to tell them dinner's ready. From now on, I'll make them cook and text me when dinner's ready. So, all right, all right so, so we make those things, but uh, this morning I want to see through the eyes of the Apostle Paul a desire, he expressed a, a true desire of his heart to be more like Christ. To know him more, to experience his power, to experience his victory in his life. He wanted to move forward for God. And as he did so, there were some things he says that he had to lay aside. Some things that he had to give up in his life if he was going to serve Christ effectively. And I think some things this morning that we might need to give up if we are going to serve Christ. Christ effectively and faithfully in 2017. Am I on, Adam? Had to switch the wrong way. Sorry about that. I thought I faded when I walked away. So, all right. So, some things that we need to give to God if we are going to be found faithful and serve Him more effectively uh, this coming year. Number one, look in verse 13. The Apostle Paul, again, familiar verse, but he says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but he said, This one thing I do. And the first thing he says is what? Forget those things which are behind. Now, you would think forgetting would be easy, wouldn't you? <laughs> as much as we forget, right? Anybody else here forget some things? Forget where you put your car keys? Forget 
your kids' names? Anybody? <laughs> Not so much you forget, but you go down the line till you hit the right one, right? Uh, I'm one of four children. I thought, you know, my parents used to do that. I thought, they've got four kids. How hard can that be? You know? <laughs> well, now I know. I've got four kids, and, and I'm always calling the wrong name. <laughs> so, uh, so it's easy to forget sometimes. I heard about uh, some ladies in church. They were sitting together, and, and the one lady turned to the other, and she said, you know, I said, I'm, I'm so sorry. I know we've gone to church for years, she said, but I can't, I can't place your name. Uh, could you tell me, you remind me of your name? And the other lady paused for a moment and said, can you give me just a minute? <clears throat> so that's when you know it's getting bad. All right? But anyway, you would think forgetting would be easy, but it's, it's not sometimes, is it? Uh, he says there are some things that he had to forget, some things uh, that he had to, to put behind him. So number one this morning, we need to give God our yesterday. Give God your yesterday. We cannot move forward while we're looking backward. Isn't that true? You ever seen a race when a runner was running or, or sometimes a bicyclist? I saw one one time a bicyclist turned around and looked back, see where it was, and guess what happened? <laughs> he went off and, and he fell over and, and uh, uh, he was in first place before and I don't know how he finished, uh, what place he finished, but he didn't make it. Sometimes we see runners do the same thing. They look back and they either lose progress or they trip and fall. So you cannot go forward while looking backward. Lot's wife looked backwards, right? <laughs> what happened to her? She turned into a pillar of salt, right? So it doesn't pay you to look backward. I heard one time in Sunday school class, the teacher was talking about Lot's wife and how she looked back and turned a pillar of salt. And one boy raised his hand and said, that's nothing. He said, last week while driving home, my mom looked back and she turned into a telephone pole. <clears throat> uh, anyway, we can't move forward while we're looking back. We need to understand the past is not nearly as important as the future. It's not a matter of where you've been. It's a matter of where you are going for him. Some things to think about. Number one, we think about past failures. Guilt from the past will keep you from obeying God and experiencing his joy and blessing in your life. Did you know Satan would like nothing more than to keep you discouraged, keep you defeated, keep you feeling like you're worthless, keep you feeling like you're a failure? The Bible tells us in fact, he's given the name in Revelation, the accuser of the brethren. Night and day, he accuses you and me before the throne of God. If you've gone to God for forgiveness with a repentant heart, listen, he has forgiven you and he has set you free from not just the, the penalty of your sin, but from the guilt that goes along with it, the guilt uh, of your sin, never to be brought up again. The Bible says he removes our sin as far as the east is from the west. And so if God has forgiven you, who, who are we to bring it up again? God said, I'll never, never bring it to your account again. It's been forgiven. And so sometimes we need to, you know, the hardest person to forgive is ourselves. Or sometimes we allow the devil to just keep bringing that up to us, our past, so that we continually feel like a failure. Some past failures we need to, to, to forget and put behind us. Also some past hurts. Forgiving, uh, and this may hit close to home, I don't know, for some, but, but uh, uh, forgiveness is not about so much about the, the offense or the offender as it is about us, about our heart, right? Uh, forgiveness does not change or diminish what they've done, but we must forgive for, for our sake, right? You know, the, I've talked to individuals in the past uh, not in this group, obviously, but I've talked to individuals who for 30 years, 40 years, they, they've 
they've harbored bitterness and anger against a parent or against somebody else that did something many years ago and they just cannot let it go. Listen, we'll never be at peace or truly be able to move forward if we're unwilling to forgive those who have hurt us. In fact, what does God say? This is pretty sobering. God says, if you want me to forgive you, what? You better forgive one another. He said, if you forgive not men um, their trespasses, I will not forgive you your trespasses. That sounds pretty serious, doesn't it? And so if we want them to forgive our sin, we must forgive the, those who sin against us. You say, but they don't know what, you don't know what they did. I don't have to know what they did. Uh, it, do, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. The Bible says, in fact, and again, another excuse sometimes we use is, well, they never asked my forgiveness, so I don't have to forgive them. Is that what the Bible says? <laughs> what did Jesus say in Luke? He said, when you stand praying, anybody know? Forgive if you have ought against any. In other words, whether they come to you or not, whether they ask forgiveness or not, as you stand before God, you're obligated to forgive that individual. And so when they do come to you, if they do come to you, when they do come to you, you've already forgiven them, right? And so it's a work in our heart that God is doing. So uh, we need to give God our yesterday. If we're going to serve him effectively and if we're going to experience his joy and blessing in our life, we need to give God our yesterday. Secondly, this morning, we need to give God our tomorrow. Give God your tomorrow. Look at verse 13. He goes on. He says, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Guilt from the past will keep you from obeying God, keep you from experiencing uh, his joy and blessing in your life, but also fear of tomorrow will keep you from experiencing uh, the joy and blessing of God, from obeying God in your life. I heard one time about a farmer down south, a Georgia farmer, uh, he was ragged and, and, and barefooted, was staying on the steps of, of his uh, falling down shack. And a stranger stopped by and, uh, for a drink of water. And just to pass the time of day, he said, uh, how's your cotton coming along? Well, the farmer said, uh, ain't got none. The stranger said, didn't you plant any? The farmer said, nope, afraid of bull weevils. He said, well, how's your corn? The farmer said, didn't plant none, afraid there weren't going to be no rain. Well, the stranger persisted. He said, uh, uh, well, uh, how are your potatoes? Again, the farmer responded. He said, ain't got none. Scared of potato bugs. Well, finally, the, the stranger said, well, man, what in the world did you plant? The farmer said, nothing. I'm just playing it safe. <laughs> well, sometimes we think we're playing it safe. But what does that give us? What do we have to show uh, for that type of uh, philosophy to say, well, if I never step out on faith, I can never get hurt. Uh, if I never offer to serve in this capacity or do this, or maybe you've done, done it before. We talked about past a little bit. Maybe you've done it before and you got burned. And I'm not going to ask for raised hands, but that happened to anybody? And so we think, we say, never again, right? I know sometimes I have to make sure I don't get that mindset. I've talked to others who have that mindset. So that's very easy to do, never again. Listen, we need to give God our tomorrow. Israel spent 40 years in the wilderness. Why? Because they refused to, to obey God, but because of fear. Fear of tomorrow, fear of the unknown. Even though God said, listen, I've already taken care of it for you. I've already given it into your hand. If you go back and look, when God tells them about going to the promised land, he says, which I give unto you, which I have given it. He already gave it into their hands, but they refused to go in 
because of the fear of tomorrow. They refuse to believe the promises of God. Their fear of tomorrow, doubting of God's word, kept them from enjoying the provision that God had for them. For 40, they wasted 40 years, lost an entire generation in the desert, in the wilderness, because they refused to trust God. And by the way, isn't it interesting that once they do enter the promised land, they go to the house of, of one uh, woman by the name of Rahab, and she says, she says, for the past 40 years, we've been shaking in our boots. <laughs> it was the, the inhabitants of Canaan that were scared because she said, we heard what God did for you in Egypt. And so that whole time, Israel was in the wilderness because of fear, because of lack of faith, because they uh, refused to believe the promise of God. And the inhabitants of Canaan uh, were, were shaking out of fear. God had, had given it into their hands. And so, uh, so often... Again, we don't know what to expect, or we're afraid of failure, or we're afraid of whatever it might be, and we say, I'll just, I'll just stay where I am. That way I can't get hurt. Listen, there's an old, this is not a Bible saying, but nothing ventured, nothing gained, if you will. We'll never experience God's uh, a blessing if, if we don't step out. If we don't step out for him. Hold your place here. Go to Hebrews chapter 13 for just a moment. You know why David could stand before that giant of a man by the name of Goliath? You know why uh, Moses could obey uh, God and do it? Do you know why uh, Elijah could stand before the king and say there isn't going to be any rain in this land until I say the word? They knew the word of God and they took God at his word. Look in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5. And you look at each of those stories, you'll see, for example, David. Just real quick here, just reference. Uh, the, God's word had already been given that said, if any man blasphemed my name, what would happen? He would be stoned to death. Is that not what happened to Goliath? <laughs> uh, with Elijah, God had already said, Israel, if you forsake me, I'm going to shut up the heavens so it doesn't rain. Okay. So these men weren't just on a wing and a prayer and, and just thinking, well, uh, God's going to work it all out. They knew what God had said, and God would do what he said. Look, but look in Hebrews chapter five, 13, sorry, verse 5. It says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. But let's go on. He hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. So that we, verse 6 says, may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you who have spoken uh, unto you the word of God whose faith follow. Consider the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. But I like that. Verse number five, he says, he hath said, I'll never leave you, forsake you, so that we can say, the Lord is my helper. And I will. Why? Uh, how can we not fear when we're facing such situation? Because he has said, Right? We need to know the word of God and take God at his word. God will give you the courage, the wisdom, the strength to do what he has instructed and, and what he desires you to do. If we're going to serve Christ effectively, number one, we need to give God our yesterday. Number two, we need to give God our tomorrow. And there is another one in verse 14, back in Philippians chapter 3. We also need to give God what? You guessed it. Our today. 
hour today. Look at verse 14 of Philippians 3. He says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press toward the mark. That was a, 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 a everyday endeavor, wasn't it? A continual endeavor on Paul's part. Listen, not only will the guilt from the past and fear of the future keep from obeying God and experience his joy and blessing your life, but lack of faithfulness today will keep you from experiencing his joy and blessing in your life. It's so easy. And again, I'm sure you all have it, but it's so easy to become complacent in our walk with God, isn't it? In our service with God. We did a, a series, probably been a couple years ago now, but about intentional living. If we never purpose to do some things in our life, never purpose uh, to, to, to move forward in our walk with God, it'll never happen. It's easy to become complacent. We seem to think that as long as nothing's going wrong, then everything must be all right. As long as we're not sliding backwards, then we're fine. We seem to sometimes to have the, the, the mindset that the status quo is victory. That didn't work in any sphere that I know. Uh, you don't win a ball game by holding on to the ball at the 50-yard line, right? You've got to what? You've got to advance. You've got to advance the ball. It, uh, touchdowns are, are scored in the end right? And so it doesn't work just by saying, well, as long as everything's uh, the same, as long as I'm not going backwards, then I'm fine. Listen, if you're not taking steps to grow in faith and obedience to God, we're losing ground. We're losing ground. You, you, and you can't blame your, your uh, lack of excitement or your lack of obedience to God on somebody else or on some experience, bad experience that you had. That doesn't wash with God. The question is, are we serving God or are we serving man? That's what it boils down to. 2 Timothy 2.3, Paul wrote to young Timothy, he said, endure hardness as a what? good soldier of Jesus Christ. I know we've got, well, Brother Rich is downstairs, but we've got some other soldiers uh, in here that have served in our, our, our nation's military. Uh, and Praise the Lord for, for your willingness to do so. But you know the soldier in battle doesn't give up when things get difficult. He may be cold. He may be tired. He may be wet. He may be hungry. He may even be wounded. But he continues fighting. Why? Because there's an enemy. Because the enemy must be conquered. And so Paul had been through it all, but he wasn't about to quit and let the devil win. The question is then this morning, what about you? What about you? Heard one time, you all know the name Billy Sunday, right? Billy Sunday was a pro baseball player in the early 1900s who became uh, one of the most famous preachers in the world that the world has seen. But Billy Sunday made the statement one time, he said, stopping at third adds no more to the score than striking out. <laughs> that may, think about that just for a moment, all right? Uh, if we don't finish, uh, if we don't stay in the game, then why did we even start, right? So uh, it's about advancing. It doesn't matter how well you start if you fail to finish. Too often, we focus on what we can or cannot do rather than what God can and will do if we just yield ourselves to him. You say, but you don't know all the problems I have. Again, I don't know. God knows. God knows. And guess what? God uh, is not limited by our limitations, right? 
In fact, he uses our limitations. He uses our weaknesses and limitations to demonstrate his power so that when the people see what God is doing, they say, man, that had to be of God. Sure couldn't have been of him. <laughs> it had to be of God that that was accomplished. That's what God wants to do. I remember when uh, my, a few years ago, my ordination, <laughs> uh, I don't know how long ago that was, 1989, I guess it was, or, or 90, something like that. But, but uh, at the, the, the public service afterwards, I had uh, one of my old Sunday school teachers, I think third, fourth grade Sunday school teacher, come up to me and uh, congratulate me. And she said, you know, so there were times in Sunday school I thought, that Mark Fishburne, what am I going to do with him? <laughs> Here, I thought I was a good kid. I don't remember getting in trouble. But, but anyway, I guess we all caused some <laughs> problems. Uh, but the point is, God can use our limitations uh, to accomplish great things for him because, again, all glory has to go to, to him. It cannot be uh, of us. And so this morning, the question is, what do you need to give up to God this morning? Let you just ponder that for a moment. What do I need to give up to God this morning? Maybe it's a past failure in your life. You've asked God to forgive you, but you just can't seem to move on. You feel like God could never use such a broken person. Listen, it's never too late to begin. As long as God gives you life and breath, you can have a fresh start this morning. Maybe it's a past failure. Maybe, uh, maybe you're harboring bitterness and unforgiveness towards someone who wronged you. Maybe a parent, maybe a spouse, maybe a, a, a former pastor or, or a present pastor. I don't know. But maybe you're harboring, harboring bitterness and unforgiveness. You need to give that up to God this morning. Maybe the fear of tomorrow is keeping you from stepping out in faith in an area of your life. Maybe you've said in your mind, uh, never again. <laughs> never again. And again, I've... I've heard many times over the years uh, people say I'll never I'll never join another church I'll never serve in, in that position again because of what happened at some point in time uh, is that I mean you read the word of God is that what God desires for us or does he say listen it's time to just trust me it's trying to move forward by faith uh, in faith so maybe it's a fear of tomorrow perhaps uh, you need to commit some things to him in your life today so that you can serve him more faithfully and more effectively. Whatever's holding you back this morning, I would just encourage you, give it up. Give it up to God. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. We're going to sing an invitation to him in just a moment. The altar uh, is open, will be open. If there's some things you need to commit to God, why not do it this morning? In fact, maybe, I don't know, if, I'm not sure we'll even sing. Maybe we'll just stand with, with heads bowed and eyes closed. But and have the uh, have uh, Mr. Judy come and play for us. But but uh, just ponder for a few moments and, and between you and God, say, Lord, is there something I'm hanging on to that's that's keeping me back? Uh, that's that's robbing me of, of joy, robbing me of, of of your blessing in my life. Whether it's something uh, of the past, something uh, concerning tomorrow, or maybe it's something today that you need to to give to Him. And you would say, Lord. I, I want to pray for you this morning, okay? I'm not going to come and I'm not going to mention your name public. I'm not going to do anything of that nature to embarrass you, but uh, I will pray for you when we're done this morning. And so if the Lord has spoken to your heart this morning, you say something that the Lord has, has pricked my heart about. Maybe it's something I didn't even mention. The Holy Spirit has a way of doing it, you know. But maybe there's something in your life and you say, Lord, I need to give it up to you.
past, present, future, whatever it is, I need to give it up to you so I can start this year right and that I can serve you more effectively in 2017, more faithfully in 2017. Okay, everybody, everybody, everybody close, no one looking around. You raise your hand up, put it right back down. Pray for you, all right? Thank you. There's a few, anyone? Okay, there's some more. Thank you. Anyone else? Between you and God, but I want to pray for you as your pastor. Thank you. I see that hand as well. Anyone else? Listen, we're all in the same battle. Uh, at a different angles or different perspectives or we have different challenges. But listen, we're all in the same fight. We're all in the same battle. And we need that encouragement, I think, uh, from God just to, to let go and let him what to do. Let's pray. Father, thank you this morning again for the opportunity to meet here and just to be able to open your word for these few moments. Father, we would understand, realize the importance of, of faithfully moving forward, persistently moving forward, and uh, getting rid of those things that might hold us back uh, from, from obeying you and from enjoying uh, the joy and blessings that you have in store for us. For those that raise their hands, Father, and the others this morning, but there's some things you're dealing with in our heart Father, I pray that today would be a turning point, not just another Sunday. Say, well, that was nice, and yes, my heart, and yes, that was good. And, and, uh, but, Father, this might be uh, indeed uh, a change moving forward, that we would uh, give whatever you've impressed upon our hearts, get, take care of those things in our, in our heart uh, with you, and say, Lord, I'm ready. Finally, I'm ready to move forward, to put uh, aside all these other obstacles because I want to be found faithful in your sight above all else. I'm going to put aside the excuses. I'm going to put aside uh, the, uh, the hurts. I'm going to put aside the other things. Just bring them to you. Give them up to you. That you might do a work in my heart and life. Father, thank you for what you are doing, what you're going to do in our lives, in our midst uh, this year as we commit ourselves fully to you. These things we pray and we thank you for in Jesus' name.